More than 60% of Taiwan's population has received at least one dose of a COVID vaccine, according to the CECC. Taiwan is currently on track to hit 70% single-dose coverage by the end of the month and is expected to reach 60% full-dose coverage by the end of the year. The 11th round of vaccinations kicked off on Friday with three different brands of vaccine rolling out nationwide. Among them is the Pfizer vaccine, which is available for adults aged 44 and up. Staff guide people through the lines to enter the vaccination site. Then it's time to fill in the form and show the relevant documents. Taiwan's 11th vaccination round kicked off on Friday. On the same day, the CECC announced that more than 14 million people had received at least one dose of a COVID vaccine, bringing single-dose coverage plus 60% and second-dose coverage to over 20%. Taiwan is on track to reach 70% first-dose coverage and 30% second-dose coverage by the end of the month. We hope to reach second-dose coverage of more than 60% by the end of the year. Eligibility for Pfizer shots was expanded three times in one week ahead of the 11th round of vaccinations. Observers questioned whether the adjustments had been prompted by inventory-related problems. Every vaccination round, about 80% of eligible people make an appointment. Medical centers at the county and city level already have a certain amount of vaccines in stock, so we want to avoid empty slots. That's why we expanded eligibility. This way, people can register and get inoculated sooner. Moving forward, the 12th round of vaccinations will administer three different brands of imported COVID vaccines. In Taipei, the city has made arrangements for second shots of Moderna to be administered at local clinics. Pfizer will be administered at hospitals, and AstraZeneca will be administered at the vaccination site at the Taipei Expo Dome. Additional evening vaccine clinics will be scheduled for working adults. Because for the vaccination round starting on the 22nd, there are many young working adults. They'll be able to get their shots at an evening clinic, if they so prefer. It may be more convenient for them. Right now, we recommend that clinics only offer one kind of vaccine to prevent any errors. If it's a large vaccination site, of course they can have more options, but they need to make sure that they have solid arrangements for getting people where they should be. In Taipei, adults aged 65 and up can schedule their second shots of Moderna over the weekend on the city's online vaccine appointment system. They will also be able to make an appointment by phone on October 18th and 19th by calling up the local district offices. The shots can be scheduled for as early as October 22nd. Preliminary results are out from a study on COVID vaccine mixing conducted at National Taiwan University Hospital. Researchers found that administering one dose of AstraZeneca followed by one of Moderna offered a higher level of protection than two doses of AstraZeneca. Similar studies on vaccine mix and matching are being carried out at several medical centers in Taiwan. Some are researching the effects of combining the locally developed Medigen vaccine with international brands such as AstraZeneca and Pfizer. More vaccines are arriving in Taiwan. AstraZeneca, Moderna, Pfizer and Taiwan's own Medigen are all going in arms around the country. Meanwhile, researchers are studying the effects of mixing vaccine brands. 
Preliminary results are out for a study led by CECC advisor Zhang Shangchun on mixing AstraZeneca and Moderna at National Taiwan University Hospital. The study has found out that administering one dose of AstraZeneca followed by one of Moderna can have a higher protective effect than two shots of AstraZeneca. It's a similar effect as following a shot of AstraZeneca with a shot of Pfizer. NTU Hospital is also testing other combinations such as Moderna with Medigen, Medigen with Pfizer, and AstraZeneca with Pfizer. That was expected. Two shots of AstraZeneca have a slightly weaker effect. The main reason is because AstraZeneca is an adenovirus vector vaccine. If you administer a different kind of vaccine as a second shot, one that is not adenovirus-based such as Pfizer or Moderna, the effect will be a bit stronger than two shots of AstraZeneca. The expert says that NTU Hospital's preliminary findings were to be expected. Li Bingying himself is also leading studies on vaccine mixing, investigating the effects of combining AstraZeneca with Pfizer and Medigen with Pfizer. Each combination has 200 test subjects. Seven blood samples from each were collected before and after vaccine administration. The whole study is expected to take up to 18 months to be finalized, but preliminary results could be announced three months from now. Changgung Memorial Hospital is also carrying out two studies on vaccine mixing. The research on mixing AstraZeneca with Moderna will be based on analyzing neutralizing antibody levels on medical professionals who have already received the combination. Meanwhile, 100 participants are part of its other study on mixing AstraZeneca with Medigen. Blood samples will be taken from subjects 28 days after the second vaccine shot and again six months later. All in all, their health will be monitored until May 2022. Right now, we have enough subjects, so we are beginning to carry out tests for neutralizing antibodies. Studies on vaccine mixing are going ahead at many institutions in Taiwan to see the effects of mixing different COVID vaccine brands on the human body. The findings could open up doors for people to choose the combination that's best for them in the future. New Taipei has grown to become a hub for the development of AI and other technologies. Now the most talented vocational students in the city will have an opportunity to engage with companies and researchers in Silicon Valley in the U.S. Officials hope the program will lead to a new breed of international talents. The Taiwan-U.S. Cities Collaboration Program was unveiled Friday by Taiwanese and officials from American Institute in Taiwan. During a video conference, the program was signed into effect by officials from New Taipei and the U.S. city of Cupertino. The two cities will cooperate on technology and training international talent. This will allow New Taipei to work with the Silicon Valley's Cupertino to learn from each other and to cooperate on industry. These talented technical and vocational school students can visit the U.S. to engage in academic exchanges. New Taipei has in recent years been actively focused on new technologies and cloud computing and is now a hub for AI development. New Taipei's education department has initiated a training program to provide additional courses for 127 selected students. The 30 best-performing students in the group will have the opportunity to go abroad on exchange with expenses paid. We plan to select 30 outstanding students two years from now who will be chosen to become international talents. Before heading to university, these vocational school kids will visit the U.S. for internships and exchanges. In the past, when I was studying English, I would watch short videos every day, which I would spend about an hour or two on. Now I may spend more time on it, and perhaps even in my everyday communications, I will switch to using English.
Schools will shortlist outstanding students who will not only prepare themselves for higher education, but will also focus on improving their English language skills, all with an eye on being chosen to go abroad on exchange. Taiwan InnoTech Expo has been launched both online and in person for the first time. The expo showcases dozens of innovative technologies from top research bodies like the Industrial Technology Research Institute. Items on display range from medical devices to imitation meat. Officials hope the expo will bring opportunities for researchers to sell their technologies to other companies. In this demonstration, a robot hears an older woman crying out for help and immediately calls her family members. This AI is programmed to read a person's emotions. It can also help busy adults understand how their elderly parents are eating and sleeping and what exercise they are getting. We will allocate the technology budget to give assistance in two directions. The first is, if a manufacturer has some of these technologies in research and development, they can apply to the government for some R&D subsidies. We may be able to help them to decrease the risks and the costs involved in developing these technologies. This carer robot was developed at Eatree on commission from the Economics Ministry. It's expected to be of great benefit in the elderly care market. And there are all kinds of other innovations too. This imitation meat fiber looks just like the real thing. These super-realistic steaks are nothing like the plant-based meat of a few years ago, which was all some kind of restructured mincemeat. This made-in-Taiwan technology makes plant-based meat through gradual reduction. It needs no secondary processing before your plant burger is ready. We look forward to seeing the industries that will be created by the items presented today, including both new startups and technology transfers. Because of them, we can transfer the technology and then increase investment and production, and develop it a stage further. We hope to see this create up to 50 billion NT of business within one year. This year, the Inatech Expo showcased 81 technological innovations that experts think can upgrade industry. They're all focused on innovative applications for AI and 5G, as well as precision health products, low-carbon projects, and low-Earth orbit satellites, among other industry trends. Spinocerebellar ataxia, also known as SCA, is a progressive degenerative genetic disease that affects the cerebellum, causing loss of movement control in patients. An organization committed to helping those with SCA has founded a new theater troupe to raise awareness by touring schools across the country. It has also launched a new exhibition to showcase the independent works of SCA patients. This is a work of art done by Miss Tan. She has a rare genetic disease known as spinocerebellar ataxia. The disease can manifest itself in uncontrollable movements such as an uncoordinated gait or involuntary eye movements owing to degenerative changes in cerebellum. Hand-eye coordination and speech may also be affected, but that has not stopped Miss Tan from pursuing her passion for art. My mother became ill at the age of 50. At the time, she didn't know the name of the disease, and her condition quickly transitioned from mild to moderate. Moderate means that she had to rely on a wheelchair and had some difficulty swallowing. 
because we got to know about the Taiwan Spinocerebellar Ataxia Association. So now my mom has participated in this course for 20 years. She's been in a wheelchair for 20 years, but can stand up now. She's kept a positive attitude. I am so happy to see my mother's work displayed. This is an art exhibition held by the Taiwan Spinocerebellar Ataxia Association. Apart from showcasing the creations of patients, there are also photographs of them with their family members. Captions under the photographs tell a bit about each family and what they have overcome. This picture is of a patient from Taichung whose family line has the spinocerebellar ataxia altered gene. When I see him throwing a ball, I get emotional. To facilitate the public's understanding of spinocerebellar ataxia, the Taiwan Spinocerebellar Ataxia Association has also collaborated with the Rotary Club for the setting up of a new performance troupe. The troupe plans to raise awareness about the disease and build up compassion among peers for the prevention of bullying by touring schools throughout Taiwan. Basically, many people in the public do not know much about spinocerebellar ataxia. We hope that through these performances, the general public can better understand the symptoms of spinocerebellar ataxia and improve the future situation. We've used empathy devices so that people can better appreciate how the disease affects coordinated movements and speech. In this way, they can get a better grasp of what it's like to live with spinocerebellar ataxia, to experience the physical and mental state of people with a disease. Organizers hope to continue raising awareness of the disease through art and drama. The exhibition will be held at Taipei Wanhua's Bopiliao Historic Block till October 22nd. For most of news, Stephanie Yang, Chen Shenhan in Taipei. TSMC shares soared on Friday, one day after the chipmaker reported record quarterly profits and announced plans to expand in Japan. TSMC shares grew by 4.71% to close above 600 NT. Meanwhile, the TIEX closed up 393 points back above the 16,700 point mark. Let's hear from an analyst. U.S. shares haven't been doing well for some time, and foreign investors had been selling TSMC stocks for more than 10 days straight. But TSMC reported good Q3 figures, so selling pressure abated among foreign investors, causing a rebound. Something important coming up in the future is that U.S. shares will definitely strengthen, allowing Taiwan shares to recover from the more than 500 billion NT sold off by foreign investors this year. That's a key factor to watch out for on whether Taiwan shares will be able to continue rising in the future. Japanese Prime Minister Kishida Fumio said TSMC's investment in Japan would be a boon to his country's economy. The investment project is valued at nearly 1 trillion yen or roughly 251 billion NT. The Japanese government said it would provide economic assistance for building the new plant but has not given many details. Starting next year, China will enforce new import regulations that require all companies exporting food products into China to register with local authorities. The stricter controls will affect tens of thousands of companies in Taiwan. The Food and Drug Administration has set up a website to help Taiwan exporters process applications. Registration is open until October 22nd, after which applications will have to be submitted individually.
Beginning January 1st, China is requiring all countries worldwide to conform to its new regulations, which will require registration from all food product companies. On Wednesday, the government received notice from China stating that starting next year, food product firms will have to submit applications to export their products to China. The sudden news has companies scrambling to respond. We will use an interdepartmental notification process with a single website where companies can fill out the forms. We will have seven follow-up meetings on the issue. According to 2020 data, Taiwan's food exports to China for the year totaled 32.1 billion NT. Already, four types of food products had to register with the Chinese government to be allowed into China. Those are meat products, aquaculture products, dairy products, and edible bird's nests. Fourteen other types of food products, including sausage casings, honey and other apicultural products, foods containing eggs, foods made from wheat flour, and edible oils and fats, all must go through registration. To help companies meet the deadline, the Taiwanese government has set up a website to submit applications and is assisting with the packaging of products to be sent to China for inspection. Online registration must be done by October 22nd, and those who miss the deadline will need to apply later on on an individual basis, which could make the process more challenging and delay exports. That means companies hoping to avoid delays only have seven days left to register. We send more than 30 billion NT worth of food products to China. Such a high value of products involves a large number of companies. We estimate that there are tens of thousands of companies. Although Taiwan received China's notice at the same time as other countries, many have voiced concern that China's ban on Taiwanese fruit could be extended to other products in the future. Love River is one of the symbols of Kaohsiung. Since a project successfully cleaned up its polluted water, it's attracted many tourists to the southern port city. And on its banks, Kaohsiung Music Center is the latest prestige architectural landmark to win awards for its eye-catching design. Hundreds of drones fill the sky with a colorful light show in the shape of a snowflake. Next up are symbols of the city of Kaohsiung, such as a flying whale. This was the drone light show over Love River last Christmas, but there's a way to get even closer to the water. A boat operator sings while steering the vessel down the river. Tourists enjoy the nightscape and reflections of the lights in the water. On the bottom of this bridge, sculptures of the 12 signs of the zodiac. The Kaohsiung Music Center has won gold at the 2021 Taiwan Real Estate Excellence Awards. From the river, it looks more resplendent than ever, lit up by this flickering light show. It's lovely in the boat, especially with the music. It's very atmospheric. It feels like traveling abroad, it's great. It's like the cruise we took in Turkey, except that was a cruise and this is a little boat. 
but the feel of it and the mood is the same, even if the scenery to the sights is different. And there's this light music you can listen to, it's wonderful. The leisurely boat ride is a perfect way to enjoy views of the banks of the river with the sky and water reflecting each other. After a spell of rain, you'll see fish leaping from the river surface. It's the first time I've taken the boat ride. I thought it was a perfect match, having such great weather and such great scenery. And you can see the light rail. The water has got cleaner. Just now we were there and lots of fish were jumping. It was very special. Love River cuts right through the center of Kaohsiung. Industrial pollution and effluence resulted in devastating river pollution in the past. But in recent years, local government has tried to restore the river, regenerating ecology on its banks and fixing walkways along its length. Love River is more its old self again, a romantic spot where locals gather to hang out, stroll, take exercise and enjoy the water. In recent years, it's become a part of Kaohsiung's residence scenery, or even part of our lives. Since the first stage, where the pollution of Love River was rectified, there have been many big events. Kaohsiung Lantern Festival and the fireworks are held in Love River. In recent years, we hope to bring the river close together with people's lives. Firstly, there are now gondolas in Love River, bringing in an exotic atmosphere. At the end of 2020, we launched the project to return the river to the people. We don't just want people on the riverside, we can really go into the river and include it more intimately in our lives and in our travel. Love River is a vital conduit for ecology, tourism and art in Kaohsiung. Taiwan tennis ace Xie Shu Wei has advanced to the finals of the women doubles event at the Indian Wells Masters. In the semifinals, she and her doubles partner Elise Mertens beat their Japanese opponents in straight sets 6-2-6-0 in just 54 minutes. Xie took the championship at the 2014 and 2018 Indian Wells Masters. Now she looks set to take home her third championship from the annual tournament. With the International Tennis Federation due to update its rankings next week, the Xinju native could soon find herself at the top of the world rankings once again.